Talk Recorded live. Inspire. Invigorating. Invigorating this life should be feeling energy rushing through your veins. Rid your life of those only feeding off your precious energy. Eliminate conversations that detoxify your spirit. Appreciate and be appreciated in this life. Navigate. Navigate your own journey, make your own path, addressing all eight domains of your life. Brought forth by Dr. Nat. Health, education, personal development, financial, environment, family, spirituality, and recreation too. Striving for success, not only defined by financial freedom, but intertwined with peace of mind and personal fulfillment. Personal fulfillment. Be all that you can be, just like the Army says. Just one can make the difference. You are of vital importance. Importance in packing each lot you touch, considering someone outside of yourself, taking the time to lend a helping hand, radiating, radiating positive energy in every breath you take, every action you partake, engulfing, Engulfing in your dream, going beyond your wildest imagination. I, Enigmatic Mahogany, am here to invigorate, navigate, strive, personally fulfill, impact, radiate, engulf. I'm here to inspire you with my pen. And that is that piece, everyone. Greetings and salutations. Welcome, everyone, to Inspirational Soul Expressions. I am... Matic Mahogany, and I am joined by my counterpart, Mr. Soul Williams. Welcome to the show, love. What's up, love? What's up? Yeah, I see we got a extraordinary poet on tonight. Yes, sir, we do. Poets, very own finest, soldiers of poets, and we definitely want to give a big shout out to Mr. Black Ice himself, CEO of the Poet Foundation. Without him, there would not be a platform for the show. So we thank him and the entire PLET organization. We're going to go ahead and bring Mr. Soldier the Poet, which some may know is author, poet Ricardo Owens, on the line. Welcome to the show. How's it going? All is well. That's love to love everybody on the Love to everybody on the air. And a special thanks to you and my brother over there. What's going on, bro? All is well, fam. Well, we are definitely glad to hear that you are in great spirit and sounding full of energy. That's what we love anytime we come to the mic to bless the people on the lines, those that may be in the chat room, or even those that may catch the show during the archives. Now, we've done it just a little bit different, so to the poet, just a little bit. Um, what we want to do is we definitely want to personify you first, and then we'll get into Abstract Beyond the Vision and get into your poetry. We want to kind of give the people an idea of who you are beyond the pen, beyond the poetry, beyond the various talents that you have, because you go far beyond just being a poet. So very recently, and a lot of times we hear a lot of people, or a lot of poets, shall I say, refer to our brother O as the living testimony, but actually... You have your own living testimony as well. So if you could just kind of take us back a little back and give the people on the line, those in the chat room, a little bit about your testimony, because I think that this would truly bless and touch and inspire many. My struggle started at the age of four when I had a brain tumor. I had part of my brain cut off. Had my first stroke during my surgery. Had to learn how to walk all over again. 
to Therpetone 16 that had four more strokes in my life. The last stroke I actually encountered was in January of 2016. But that's more pretty to me. I don't use that as a crutch or downfall. I use that as an inspiration because I don't let it hold me back. And that's definitely a beautiful way to look at it. You did not allow the circumstances to hold you bondage and have you depressed and have you at a point where you were not able to express yourself. So that in itself, being because the last time that I saw you, of course, I remember coming to see you in the hospital, but you are up walking and doing miraculous things now because you are truly living out your purpose and your vision through various arts and various mediums at this point. But I wanted to kind of ask you, when did you really truly start beginning writing poetry? When did that you find out that poetry was going to be something that you were going to utilize to be able to inspire many? <laughs> That's funny. So I, actually started writing, I actually started writing poetry when I was in school, and I was getting a little feel for women. I started writing Talking to little females and stuff like that. That's how I, that's when I actually started writing poetry. And then and, I didn't know exactly what was going on, but that's <laughs> when it started. And that's crazy, so to the point. And the reason I say that's crazy because just last week uh, we were interviewing a poet, and he, that's the exact same reason why he started. So it seems to be a common trend um, with our male poets um, starting trying to, you know, attract the ladies, you know, get some attention. And, of course, it went beyond the women and the attraction. And when did it really turn into, you know, beyond women, beyond trying to holler at a girl, per se, that this is going to be something that I'm going to utilize where I can reach the world? Beyond that point, it started when I noticed I was having memory issues. And I used the element of writing to exercise my mind. And I started writing Poetry in that form to exercise now, my mind on a daily basis. Now, with that being indicated, a lot of people, you know, and I'm going to say probably 50-50, you know, honestly, Ricardo, but some people feel like in order to write a poem, it has to go with a certain style, whether it has to be a haiku or, or a specific poem or it has to rhyme. Was there a specific type of poem or genre of poetry, shall I say, that intrigued your interest first? I mean, ever since I got serious about it and started writing deep, I just write about reality in more than one form. I don't have a long a haiku or any other form of poetry that I use. But I use my own style to create my own way of doing things. And a lot of times it's the reality that piques our interest and the reality that you're able to convey to the listeners, whether it be someone that you're doing spoken word for or even through the pen as you're writing, let's say, in a book. So that kind of segues us and ties us into Abstract Beyond Vision. So how did the idea for Abstract Beyond Vision come about? That came from the memory issues I had. I was writing so much. I had so much content. I said, I'm going to do something with this. So I had enough content to start a book, and I said I was going to write a book. 
and I gotcha. put it to work, and that's what happened. No, let me ask you this. What was the transition for you? Because you were typically just writing poetry for yourself. It was really for the memory. What was the transition in going into actually compiling those works and formulating a book, per se? It was a process. I decided to write a book. I started going to venues and meetings and stuff and getting a feel and a vibe of other things, and I had the opportunity, opportunity to meet the publisher that published my book at a venue, actually. Mm-hmm. So definitely a key component that I do want to touch upon, and I'm glad that you actually brought that up, Soldier, because a lot of times when it comes to poets and spoken word and just the art form itself, it's truly about networking. So can you kind of speak to the importance of networking as far as getting your poetry out there? Yeah, that that that's a key component, key component, because people see you that you don't think see you and pay attention to your work that you don't think you're paying attention. Because the same year, 2013, that you came to see me at Vanderbilt, a week after I got out of the hospital, I won the 2013 Indie Author of the Year Award for my book. Mm. Now and I know we- that that wasn't nothing I applied for. That was other people putting my name nominated. in for the nomination. Wow! I didn't know anything about it till I got the information from the owner of the company that contacted me directly. Man. And definitely an extreme honor, like you said, when you didn't even put yourself out there. It was just a matter of people knowing who you were, people knowing your work, and being connected with the right persons that put you in a playing field where you were able to be nominated for such a prestigious award. So in obtaining that award, I know it was definitely a shocker to you being that you didn't sign up for it, but how did that feel actually receiving the recognition for your work, something that you were really just using more so kind of like a therapy for you? That was a, that's a great feeling. And I can only imagine. Now, we have only really tapped into one aspect, honestly, Soldier, because I've known you for quite some time um, through the Poet family and even before um, we became members of the Poet family, oddly enough. But I know that there are so many different areas and aspects in which you are talented and skilled at and recently learned some new things that you're doing and talented in as well. So I wanted to kind of ask you, what is going to be the next plateau for Soldier the Poet? I'm going to say this like I tell everybody else. I set no limits. Because limits equal stopping point. I set none. I love so, it. The variety is open. Where it's going to go from there, I can't tell. Now, you are absolutely correct about that because even from the time that I've known you, you have surpassed probably various limitations that people had attempted to place on you. You just keep going. You just really keep pushing for the art. Now, I know that we had spoken briefly, you know, about recording and putting things on the wax per se. Have you begun putting anything as far as on actual CDs at this point? I've actually been writing and 
and critiquing some edifying some work to prepare for a CD project. Mm-hmm. Now, there's actually some things that I was intrigued about that I want to actually kind of get people's minds going, get them kind of thinking about what type of poet is Mr. Ricardo A. Owens. In case they don't know, give them a brief introduction of your work. Take you back in time a little bit as well to some of your works as well. Do you recall a piece that you wrote entitled Change? I think I do. Well, I'm going to ask if you will. If it's not too much to ask, if if you could possibly bring that piece up, because as we know, the world is forever changed, and the only thing that's honestly constant in this world is change. So I believe that is a very suitable piece for this evening if you're able to locate it. And, and while you're kind of skimming through and looking for that particular piece, the very significant question that I notice a lot of people hear, and I believe it's very important because it kind of tells the story, provides maybe like a map or can I say a game plan for your poetic pen, what were some of your inspirations um, once you started writing and really getting serious about it and honing in on your art? All right. Like I said before, based on reality. But the things I write, I write from what I see and observe. From what I see other people are scared to speak on or they know the truth, but they hide from it. I don't. And when saying that, honestly, when you say I speak on things that a lot of people are afraid to speak on, when you say that, immediately I begin to speak of being unsilenced. Because a lot of times people don't even know that they have a voice in their poetic pen. And it's as if you are actually within your ministry because you're giving those silent voices, those silent cries, a voice through your pen, something that they are able to relate to that's going to be very relatable for them. So I appreciate you being that voice because so many people are unaware of the poetic pen and what expression it can actually portray. So definitely a wonderful movement that you're doing so in being able to express reality. A lot of times people begin thinking, well, what are they thinking of? What did they see? Or what did they make up in their mind to write that piece? But your poems truly come from transparency and being able to be realistic. Now, another talent that you have as well and that you started doing, I want to put this out here because there may be some poets on the line or even just individuals on the line that may be looking for a skill in which you offer, um, Ricardo, and you actually have started going into T-shirt making, and we'll be doing some hats coming soon, sounds like, as well, correct? True. Now, with your shirts, is there any specific design, or are we going to say there's no limit to that as well? Pretty much. <laughs> but I have done a couple of different demo designs that I have done. No limit. I like The first one I've done pertains to poetry. Beautiful. Now, let me ask you this. Do you happen to have an image of that one? Is it so that I can definitely post that within the event page so individuals are able to reach out to you if indeed that's something that they may be interested in? I can get that done. I can get that too. Beautiful. I love it. And, and, and you're artistic as well. I've seen some of your work where you collided different graphics and brought those together as well. So not only are you able to write about reality, but you're also able to bring it 
to a visual art as well. So that's definitely commendable in being able to broaden the talents that you do have. Now, for those young individuals, because you know a lot of times people do go through things, as you kind of spoke to earlier, you don't speak of your testimony to present it as a crutch, but you use it as an inspiration to pretty much go further and do possibly what some said that you would not be able to do. So for those individuals that may be going through a, a very tragic time in their lives or per se feel like they are silenced and they cannot speak, what words of encouragement or what actions would you provide for them if you could speak to them one-on-one -on -one at this very moment? I'm going to say something I tell everybody that I run, run into they're going through something, the first thing they say is, I can't. I tell everybody, I can't is words that shouldn't exist in your vocabulary because I can't is the first lie you tell yourself. Then whenever somebody else tells you that, you're going to believe it. If that was the case, I wouldn't be where I'm at today. Because I've been told throughout my life many times that I would never go and accomplish many things. I have proved many people wrong, including doctors. When I wrote my book, the doctor told me I wouldn't go and be able to write my book because of memory issues I was having. But when I took it back to him, he didn't have nothing to say. <laughs> <laughs> you shut his mouth quickly. And a lot of times, honestly, so many people entrust their medical condition, their phases in life to the MD. But in your situation, in your scenario, even the MDs can't explain it. It was the GOD that was able to bring about a change and able to deliver you and able to place you in a position where others said that you would never be. And they said you would never make it. And being able to take that book back to that doctor I can only imagine the feelings that you were going through at that time and his amazement and shock because he spoke on something. And a lot of times, and I'm going to just speak to that, so many times people speak over our lives. We have to be careful of that because sometimes we will get so caught up in believing it that we lose faith in ourselves, that we lose faith in our Heavenly Father and the possibilities of what we can actually do. So I love the attitude that you have where there is no limit. There's no plateau for you. You're going to keep going. You're going to keep achieving. You're going to keep shooting for the stars and even beyond the stars. Because even individuals that have not been through the tragedies in which you face, a lot of times they're halted in life. A lot of times they don't go for their dreams due to fear, fear of failure. And you did not allow fear or any circumstance to stop you. So I definitely applaud you. And I know indeed that you are a living testimony. And I know that you will continue to do great things and be able to touch and impact many, many lives. Ricardo, were you able to locate the peace change? I wasn't able to find it because it wasn't in my book. I had it wrote in something else, and I don't know why I placed it. Well, but I do have okay. some other things prepared for the night, too. Absolutely. Well, what we're going to do is I'm going to kind of do a prequel since I've kind of teased the listeners a little bit with the change piece. I actually do have that piece available. So this is no credit of my own. This is written by author, poet, Ricardo Owens, um, not mahogany. And the title of this piece is Change. It can be good. And can it be bad? What would be your cause for the action? Because you got somewhere or something? No one else did. 
so you're better, or separating yourself from the of the bull, so yourself can you better? Can you watch the other struggle like you once did, and still turn your head? Do you for them open opportunities doors and then welcome in? Do you go high class, change your friends, forget about those that was there with you before you go up to where you is? Change how people do it. And once again, this piece is presented to you by author, poet Ricardo Owens, through the voice of enigmatic mahogany. And this piece breaks down various sectors. And I wanted to bring out this piece as I was talking to you and dialoguing as to your reason for writing when you began writing when we start speaking about you being the voice for those that don't have a voice or don't know their voice, shall I say, they haven't gotten in tune, you are giving them opportunities. You're opening doors for them. You're welcoming them in. And, no, you don't go high class. You don't change your friends. Your circle only becomes increased, enhanced. I absolutely love the fact that you don't separate yourself from those in which you're trying to bring up with you those that you are wanting to inspire, because they can look at you and say, you know what, everything was against Ricardo. No one thought that he would be able to do this. But guess what? He did. He conquered, and so can I. So your testimony within itself is an inspiration, and in your life, change has been a very, very good thing. Now, I'm going to allow Ricardo Owens to be able to himself freely as well, and I know that you have prepared some pieces this evening to present to the listening audience. So at this time, without further ado, Enoch Mac Mahogany is going to go on silent, and I present to you callers, listeners, web viewers, soldier, the poet. Life, what is it? Is it what you make of it? Or should I tell you, it's what you let get in your head and control who you are. When you should control what you consume, instead something or someone controls you and you don't control yourself. Many afflictions have seek to consume my home, but fought to overcome did I. It didn't happen within seconds, minutes, or hours, or even days, weeks, or months. It's taken years, and I'm still fighting, but I'm here. Because when you give in, you don't win. And giving up ain't part of my plan. So I'll continue will I fight till I can't stand. Winning, ambition, and that's that piece. And that is that piece. Giving up is not in the plan. When they write your story, they will not be able to say that Souls of the Poet gave up. Life. So many people try to figure it out. What is it? Does it control who you are? It's taken you years to conquer the battles, and you're still, still to this day fighting. I absolutely love, love that piece and the questions that it arises in so many individuals' minds to make them think, what is life? What are they doing with their life? So, Williams, what did you think about the life piece by Mr. Ricardo Owens? That was deep. Man, how long ago you wrote that? I wrote that recently. Man, 
y'all for for the for the range that you put that through that that was that was unique by itself because sometimes you know tapping into to other feelings as well as your own is it, it, complicated. So I really appreciate that. Thank you, brother. I appreciate you. Now, what that piece made me really think about, Saja, honestly, and just really listening to your story and knowing who you are and being intertwined and connected with you throughout the years, one thing I wanted to ask you about, were you ever thinking possibly about becoming an inspirational speaker possibly and actually going out to different locations and reaching out to individuals? You know, it's funny you asked me that because I would call one time to do an inspirational speaking, and it was in Huntsville. Oh, wow. I was in Huntsville last year and done an inspirational speaking at a, to the youth at a church. And did not tell me about it. See, you are getting in trouble live on the radio at Inspirational Soul Expressions. Why, I didn't know. <laughs> I think you was kind of under the weather at the moment, so I didn't. Bobby. Well, I, I appreciate that by all means. For those that are were not aware, I had definitely been going through some various issues. But right now we're on the upside of those issues, so praise God for that by all means. Now, you got your foot wet a little bit, you know, with the inspirational speaking, but are you thinking possibly of maybe going full term and maybe speaking at different locations? I hadn't. Put it in my mind to actually make it a business entity or anything, but I speak to people on a daily basis, and my main focus is the youth, because without them, it is no tomorrow, but you got to prepare tomorrow for today. I love it, because at the end of the day, the youth are our next generation. The youth are our next leaders. And honestly, with everything that is going on in today's society, we need to reach our youth. Something, something that we're doing is not working. And we have to discover a unique way to be able to reach them. And, and that's really a main focus and goal that we also have, Soldier, because we want to allow youth to know that there are various ways to express themselves. There's so much anger bottled in them. I'm not sure if you've seen the various things that have been happening locally here in Huntsville, Alabama, but the youth are killing the youth left and right. They're angry. So we are having youth not either end up in jail or, unfortunately, under under the ground, in grave, or spiritual, however people want to say that they went on. But, unfortunately, we've seen so many youth leave here well before they even had the opportunity to truly live life. And I'm glad that you're making it a point to reach out to the youth because they need to know that someone loves them. They need to know that someone cares about them. And a lot of times with our youth, they don't care what you're saying until they know that you care. So I applaud you for your platform and your reach and your desire to be the youth because they are indeed the ones that will be making the difference. I'm going to say this also. When you're dealing with the youth, you can't just go to them, see them in a bad situation and beat them over the head because you see it as doing wrong. 
Mm-hmm. You got to approach them and talk to them in a way that they will listen to you and understand what you're saying. Absolutely. You have to, in, in so many ways, honestly, Ricardo, you, you have to get down to their level. I'm not going to say get down to their level, but you have to see them where they are, meet them where they are, per se. And you have to be relatable, honestly. And that's in, in any ministry, whether it be through the poetic pen, whether it be through teachers reaching out to students, whether it be from a pastoral standpoint and reaching out to the congregation. You have to truly be able to relate to them because a lot of times they're not going to hear what you're saying, especially if you're coming down and belittling them and talking about how negative they've been. You know, they're, they're not going to hear that at all. So I thank you definitely for bringing attention to the appropriate method in reaching out to your youth because we just can't go any way just because you may have been brought up differently or because your vision is different from theirs or your beliefs are different, you can't just come down like a steel hammer. And that's very key and important in being able to reach out to our youth. Now, what I would love to hear from you, because I'm, I'm, I'm getting intrigued definitely just by the beginning of life piece presented here on Inspirational Soul Expressions, what else you got in your notebook for us tonight? It's fun that we're just talking about that topic right there. Because the next piece I have is related to that to that issue. Destined show, I'm telling you. We, see, we never pre-plan a show, so everything is free fall, everyone, for those that don't know. So this is definitely letting us know that tonight was supposed to be the night of Soul to the Four because as we're talking about topics, he had already pre-planned these pieces. I had no idea which pieces he was going to present this evening. So once again, everyone, you're tuned in to Inspirational Soul Expressions, and Soul to the Poet is about to bless the mic. Stop for a minute. Take a look around. See the consequences and actions. The consequences of actions and evidence of bad decisions. See it for what it is, not what it's made up to be. Look at the dying souls to the streets. See the sick in the communities and impoverished in need of food with nothing to eat. Full jail cells, field penitentiaries. People put away for decades and centuries. Families left with hell and miseries. So many people left with false dreams and unfulfilled destinies. Evidence of hope unseen. They never thought to survive, but to sink like quicksand. Expected to be torn apart, like being cut by razor blades or broken glass. From the wounds of tribulation, our savages created. Other ways change, and normal things become strange. The person you once knew is no longer the same. Was it no one there to hear the cries and catch the tears? Was no love there and no one to understand the fear of the pain? Revealed his anger from the person that have became. Understand. See it for what it is. And that's their piece. And that is that piece. See it 
for what it is. And that truly encompasses your whole observation, your poetry, and your reasoning as you speak about being inspired by reality and what you truly see. And if we all could just stop for a minute and honestly think about the consequences and the actions before things occur, it would definitely eliminate people getting put away for decades and centuries. It would definitely prevent the unsealed destinies. See, they're expecting things to be torn apart. The question that you must ask when you begin to observe the youth, when you begin to observe the world, when you begin to observe society, when you begin to observe the stories that we're seeing on the news, even as it regards to the mass shootings that we're seeing happening, the multiple homicides that are taking place, was there no one there to catch their tears? We have to truly see it for what it really is. Thank you so very much for that piece, Soldier the Poet. And Mr. Soul Williams, what was your take on this piece? You know, the deeper he get into his pieces, man, it, it's like trying to figure out. I guess it's, it's kind of like you're trying to figure out whether you actually write him for your own emotions because the way you go into detail with it is 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 gripping. You know what I'm saying? Most people when they write a piece they just write the piece and and, and you know, and take it out the way they you know, they uh produce it. But the way you send in yours out is more like a grab. So you know, it it, it has no no, the mold is not but to grab the attention of anybody that's in the range. So that's awesome. And, all, and as always, we love the expressions that come through here on Inspirational Soul Expressions. Now, I was actually um, going back and forth with our social media platform as well, and one of the listeners that actually presented a question is they wanted to kind of piggyback on a topic that we were discussing just a few moments ago there, Ricardo, and they heard you say that you were wanting to actually begin to work with the youth. The youth is going to be your focus. So what specific plans do you have in works right now to work with the youth? What are some projects that you're looking to develop with the youth? I mean, as far as me writing? Well, writing with any project, it can be with your poetry. Hello? Yes, can you hear me? Yes. Yes, it can be poetically with your writing. It could be anything that you may be doing as far as a community outreach. They were just inquiring as to what we have to look forward to as it relates to you working with the youth and embracing the youth up under your wings. When I write, I write things to embrace the youth to get their attention also, to let them know that somebody else sees what they may be, may be going through, even though it seems like no one's there. God, you know, with I that touch, being... I'm sorry, go ahead. I touched the youth on a basis anytime I run into them. I make it a habit to let the young people know that if nobody else don't show them love, it's love right here. Now, people ask me, do I have kids? I don't, but I have many adopted kids. 
a lot of the youth know me as a person. I show them love. I let them know I love them. I tell them this to their face. And give them the love they may not get from the streets or nowhere else. Because I see that's what's needed within our young people today. That's not being given on a regular basis. Absolutely. And there's definitely a lack of love, a lack of feeling desired, important, worthy of love, shall I say. So I'm glad you take that step. And a lot of times individuals don't realize how many lives they could actually truly impact. And it's very important and key that you say, you know, I don't have any biological children, but I have adopted children. Because you don't necessarily have to give birth or biologically present children to be able to be that impact and the change that they need. Because it may not be something, like you said, they may not be getting it from the streets. They may not be getting it from home. And they need to know that they are indeed important and loved as well. And that's a message to our adults to our leaders in our community. You may not have children, or your children may be grown and gone all about their business. You may be a grandma, granddaddy, but you still have the power and the ability to impact change. You still have the ability to take part in the matriculation of our youth that are coming into this world that are growing up. And they are going to be the adults. You know, they're going to be our lawyers, our, our presidents, our attorneys, uh, our, our educators, various positions. And a lot of times they need to know that there's someone out there that's rooting just for them. And it's very important that you're able to do that. Now, I did want to ask you, as you were speaking about, you know, you have the adopted children and letting them know that they are loved. Have you thought about possibly getting maybe like a youth summit or youth program in your area where it's something that children or I'm not going to say children, but youth or young adults, shall I say, because I know they think they're grown, um, but that young adults could possibly come to on a regular basis in your area, maybe something poetic possibly? I got some stuff that I've been writing on and working on that I hadn't finished yet that is pertaining to that area, mm-hmm. there's still a progress in the works right at the moment. Well, I'm sure that they, they have the right man working for them and in the background because we don't want to just put anything together by all means. If we're going to do it, we want to do it right. We want to do it well planned out and be effective in what we're planning. So I'm very glad that you're taking your time and getting this prepared because I think this is truly a resource that needs to be tapped into. A lot of times there are open mics, per se, that happen at various lounges that, of course, are going to be adult-friendly, but not necessarily young adult or youth-friendly. So I think it's very important and key that we have some type of outlet for our young people as well. And honestly, what most people say is an idle mind leads, unfortunately, to negative things taking place. So to have that outlet provided for them, I commend you on that. And I definitely want you to kind of keep us abreast as to the upcoming of that, um, so that we're able to possibly have an impact and lead you your way as well. Now, for those that are actually listening, and they've heard a couple of pieces um, presented by you, and also, of course, the one that was eloquently spoken by Enigmatic Mahogany, they may want to know how is it that they would be able to get a copy of Abstract Beyond Vision. 
So if you could let the callers on the line, those in the chat room, know how they're able to support you through your art and pick up a copy of your manuscript. First, okay. You can find my book on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and Books A Million Online. And everything about the title is not spelled how it sounds in the correct English form. Vision is spelled V-I-Z-I-O-N. Because with poetry, you don't have to spell things in the proper form, and you can express it how you feel. And that's what I do throughout all my work. I love it. <laughs> As you know, we don't spell expressions the way that grammatically is correct, so I, I definitely love the uniqueness in the formulation of the word vision being spelled V-I-Z-I-O-N, which brings me to another point. Um, I actually probably should have thought of this from the beginning, but author poet Ricardo Owens has selected the pen name and coined the name of Soldier the Poet. How did you derive that name, or what made you decide to go with Soldier the Poet? That comes from the experience of my personal life. Some people may see how it's spelled or hear the name and think it got something to do with street cred because that's how the media present things to you now. But that's not how, what that's about. I spelled it unique because that's how I am. I'm a unique person. It's S-O-H-L-J-A. But the meaning behind that Soldier the Poet stands for surviving the struggle, leaving my footprints in the jungle, making it through the muck and mire that the world leads me to. Soldier, it stands for survival. Survival at its finest. Surviving not only the outer elements in the world, but also surviving sometimes the inner demons that are within us as well or the attacks that may come at us from day to day. So I believe the name is very, very fitting for you, Soldier the Poet. Now, I, I'm going to kind of get into it just a little bit more. Um, I know that we were speaking about the various talents that you do offer and that you possess within you, and we've spoken to the poetry, we've spoken to the T-shirts, We've spoken to the organization. We've spoken to the music just a little bit, but I kind of want to delve just a little bit further into mind entertainment, if you don't mind. So if you could kind of give the callers and those listening to the chat room just a little insight up regarding mind entertainment. Mind entertainment stands for what, is, what, the, what the name holds in the words. To entertain the mind. My slogan with that is delivering a distinguished message to entertain the many minds of the world. My entertainment. I love it. And you are truly entertaining the mind through various mediums. You've not categorized yourself to one area. And I think that's what it really takes and possesses to be a phenomenal artist. Um, and whether it be through your ministry, your poetry, your vision, your inspiration through speaking, the fact that you carry out your ministry on a day-to-day -day basis as you reach out to the youth, being that they don't have to be your biological children, but your adopted children. 
So very, very well coined as well because you truly entertain the mind, but you also grab at the heart. You capture the attention. You demand respect. And knowing that you care, that is what you will obtain. Abstract beyond vision. Everything ties into one another. There's a reason for everything that you've selected. Nothing was titled without thought behind the pen. And I also think that that is very surmountable as well. Because sometimes people say, just people just put stuff together. Well, not you. Not you, Ricardo Owens. You have put full thought into everything that you want to do. You have allowed your life to continuously be an inspiration to not only yourself, to inspire you and push you to go further, but to also reach out to others and inspire them. You inspire a change to be brought about. Without further ado, y'all, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give y'all a mini concert tonight. That's what we do, like a mini poet open mic show to give y'all a little feel for soldiers, the poets. If we could ask that you present another piece for us, it is not that much to ask, soldier. Okay, no problem. When I look at the youth, I see tomorrow, today, the birth of a future that never before existed. I see generations born, brought into a head, brought into a world of ignorance, infused our innocent minds like blood pumped through the veins, born into a world of turmoil and hell where all ain't well. I see generations in need of love set up to fail, expecting not to make it. In the youth, I see life in the young, thriving souls without knowledge of who they are, not asking to be born, yet left lost and misguided. My question is, where is love influence from structure foundation for tomorrow? Where are the elements of structural character? Responsibility for what becomes to be. Positive substance for the generations I see is needed. When I look at our future today, that's what I see. This is what I see. This is what I see. This is what I see in the youth today. Because it's today that tomorrow is prepared. I see street, in, street influences of deceptions and lies. Children left broken with emotional lies. Can't see straight because of tears in their eyes. Don't know love because of hurt inside. So caught up in the clouds, it's like they stay high. Can't come down to see reality. Live so wrong, right they can't see. And they live in darkness with no light. This is what I see. And that's their peace. This is what you see. This is what we this is what the world sees the birth of a future see the generations growing the generation in need of love they've already been coined as not being able to make it they've already been labeled where is the love influence we must begin to ask ourselves 
We began to speak of the character, the responsibility. Tomorrow has to be prepared. They can't see the why because of the struggling of the tears within their eyes. And I love the analogy that you use, being that they're so high that they can't see reality. It's as if there's darkness with no light, not knowing who they are. Definitely a piece that I truly believe that you can actually intro when you begin to work with the youth or with young adults. I believe it can position them for I am pieces. And with the I am, it's a very powerful piece because this is something that they can use for motivation. It's an affirmation that they can speak over their own lives of finding out and getting in tune with who they really are. So I thank you so very much for that piece, Soul to the Poets. And Mr. Soul Williams, what do you think about the birth of a future? Man, that that, that took me back. Well, it didn't take me back because I didn't see the movie. But you you know how I hate the movie uh, Birth of the Nation? They were showing the previews of it. When he was reading that piece, I actually saw, like, a vision of something being, you know, being created, not not just born, because when something is born, it, it's, it's just the birth of something. But when something is created, that means it's, it's, it's actually going to stand for something. So that's what I saw in that piece and in the description of what you gave him. No, let me ask you this, as Soul Williams provided that dialogue for us regarding this specific piece. When we begin to speak of birth of a nation, we definitely always want to ensure that we're in time, we're up to date um, with things that are happening in today's society, whether it be through entertainment, um, news, or whatever possible option that it may be. When you think of birth of a nation, when you begin to speak about the Black Panther as well that's come out at this point, what are some thoughts that come to your mind? Well, with the birth of anything, it has to be taken care of properly in order for it to produce and grow to its correct aspect. You can put gasoline on a plant and kill it. You can put the youth in the streets to misguide them. You can take somebody with a closed mind and direct them in any way you want to because they don't see things in a manner to construct their life or way of living correctly. And I love no, the analogy that it has been said that it takes a village to raise a child. So it's not just a method that has to be applied within the home, but if you are somebody that sees somebody straying off or in need of help, you can do that. That's your responsibility as a people to make sure our youth are safe. Mm. 
I love it. I, I really do because it is our responsibility. It, it's not only left for the parents, but a powerful message that is conveyed year after year after year is it truly takes a village. So many times I've seen it, I've witnessed it, whether it be in real life or through social media, people will pass off children. That's not my child. That ain't my kid. They're not in my class. But really, what difference are we making? It's our responsibility. It's our obligation. We have grown to become adults. And it puts me in the mind frame of where when someone has reached a plateau, you don't reach it just to stay on that level. You reach that level to be able to put your arm back, to be able to turn back and extend your arm to those to bring them along with you. And it doesn't take a qualification. The prerequisite is not they have to be my DNA. The prerequisite is not I have to be their direct teacher. The prerequisite is not that I have to be their uncle or their auntie. Unfortunately, what I see a lot of times, many people are scared. They're fearful. They say, I don't know how they're going to pop off on me. But you never know what words of encouragement can do. You never know what that act of kindness, the act of love could do. A lot of times, Sadly to say, a lot of the negative things that are happening are happening because they're seeking attention. And they don't care if it's good attention, bad attention. It's just attention. So we as adult population, we have to provide them with that constructive attention. We have to provide them, like you say, where is that spirit of love? Because unfortunately, Anything that's not taken care of properly, it's not going to produce and grow like you want it. You can't put gasoline on a plant, like you say, and expect it to grow. You know, we, we, we can't fill our children or the absence thereof, shall I say. We can't take away love from them and always chastise them and speak down on them and degrade them and think that they're going to be happy-go-lucky adults. Because we have the ability to help mold and frame the mindset of our young people. We have to get away from, I don't know how they'll take it, or I don't know how their parent may respond. Because that's another fear that a lot of educators have. Well, I don't want their mama coming up here going off on me. But sometimes that's what's needed. Just a little nudge of love. Sometimes tough love is what they call it. Back in the day, that's what they called it, tough love. And those people that truly make the difference are ones that could get in them and let them know, be real with them, but could also in that same breath let them know how much they're loved, how much they're needed in this society, what changes they can make. Because a lot of times it's not just a matter of, not having love from other people, but sometimes they don't even love themselves. So can you imagine not loving yourself at the age of 11 and 12, acting out erratically, and then every time you see an adult, it's always negative? 
talking about how horrible you are, what are we really setting them up and preparing them to be? Something to think about, like the questions that have been posed tonight on inspirational soul expression through the pieces brought to you this evening by Soldier the Poet. It's just something to think about. We want to be grown, but with grown comes responsibility. And don't ever forget to reach back to our younger generation and prepare them. Set them up for success. Allow them to be able to express themselves. A lot of times we tell them to be quiet, shut up. But those are not the words that we should be conveying. We should be listening, not only with our ears, but also with our eyes through observation, as Soldier the Poet has pointed out as his pieces are based on reality and the observations that he sees day to day. So I thank you. I commend you on not only expressing yourself, but I thank you for defying the odds. I thank you for not setting a limit to the success in your life, because there is no limit. I thank you for being an inspiration, not only to yourself, but also to the many around you. And I thank you for encompassing and living out the statement It takes a village. Many people say it's cliche. They just say it, but you live it. There's no telling how many adopted children you got running around his soldier, the poet, and that's key (laughs) and vital in making a difference and impacting each life that you touch on a day-to-day basis. So, Williams, did you have any closing remarks for soldier, the poet, this evening? Yes, I just would like to please, you know, give my appreciation to you coming on to the show tonight, brother, and sharing your knowledge and, you know, and your expressions because, you know, that's what our platform is for. But, you know, we are nothing without the rest of the artists in the world. You know, we we stand for something. And, and the only way we would be able to stand for it is we do things like you do, what we do, and everybody else do, you know, and coming together is, is only making it stronger. So we, I really, really appreciate you coming and sharing your story with us tonight. I appreciate y'all. Thank you, brother. Thank and you. And my sister. Thank you. And before we end the show, because it won't be my voice that you'll hear last, it won't be Soul Williams, it will be Soul to the Poet taking us out in inspirational style. I want to take a moment to thank everyone for tuning in. You have been tuned into Inspirational Soul Expressions brought to you under the POET umbrella, under the wonderful guidance and leadership of Black Ice himself. And without further ado, I would like for Mr. Soldier the Poet to take us out on any piece of your choice. It's time to express yourself. Do you see the sun? Can you see the light that lay from darkness to the vision of sight? Are you blind or do you not have an open mind to see things not presented in open view? Like daylight, we got to face the darkness, which many tend to hide from. Like players in snakeskin shoes, slick and smooth, pimping women, playing fools, behind the scene making moves. Can you look through the darkness? And to the light, do you appreciate the dark skies lit by stars and the moon at night? Can you see the good from the bad 
obtain strength from the struggle of strain. Yet without pain, strength ain't gain. Without loss, would you know the feel to obtain? Can you accept cloudy days without sunlight and appreciate life? Can you accept the thunder and the lightning of hell and pain? Be grateful to exist. Can you exist without being in the presence? Are you present without your presence being known to exist? Without a presence, what can exist? Or should I say, who can exist without a presence? I say, do unto others as you would do unto yourself. Consider life instead of death. But how can you give life when you kill self? How are you supposed to be light with a dark soul, dark as midnight? If you can't see yourself, how can the lost see your night? Unthought of circumstances and death their peace. Thank you to all the listeners that have attended the show.